This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, good evening and welcome to Green and White, the weekly Argo Life podcast. With us this week, we've got Finn. Hello. And we've got Sam. Hello. And I'm your host, Nick. Well... We well, let's start off with the uh, the latest news, which is uh, four pm today, the day we're recording. Joe Edwards two year contract announced. Finn thoughts? Uh, yeah, solid. Um, yeah, I'm pleased that he signed. Um, can surely uh, you know can do it at this level. Uh, and um, uh, well, unless someone else comes in, I would imagine that he's probably captain for next season as well. So good news all round, really. I mean, who are we signing that takes captaincy, you know? It'd have to be a pretty it's good very rare to sign. <clears throat> it's very rare to sign someone who becomes captain unless, I don't know, you brought them from an old team. Yeah, I think we've yeah. only done it once in, in, the, in the lifetime that I've been a supporter, which was Carl Fletcher. And even then, he didn't become captain immediately. Because Sturridge tried Duguid? to sign him in the summer. Um, yeah, sorry, Duguid. Yeah, you're right. Because du- Duguid was because literally we had a massive squad overhaul that summer. You're right. Because I think Sturrock always said his signing was um, his captain was going to be a new signing because we had a absolutely massive overhaul there was you know mostly inexperienced players left apart from the goalkeepers and obviously by the looks of it it um he, he wanted it to be Carl Fletcher but he tried to sign Fletcher in the summer of 08 but obviously he couldn't sign Fletcher till much later and it ended up being do good but, but then obviously Fletcher took over the captaincy not long after he arrived but yes anyway that's getting a bit off the point Edward's almost certainly <laughs> captain yeah sorry L- little little Argyle 2008 <laughs> history lesson there for, for our listeners but anyway sure, um, wasn't that 2009 no, it was only summer 2009 when Duguid signed. No, no we signed Duguid 09, didn't we? Summer did we really stay up a season? Did we really stay up a season with Carl Duguid? We did. Of course we did, because Graham Duguid. Stack. Yeah, because Graham Stack. That wasn't yeah. that season, because it was the season <laughs> after when we had Lario and Stockdale. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It, it was Lario and Stack for 08 09, and then it was Lario and and then for the first half of 09 010, it was Lario and Leveran, and then it was Lario and Stockdale second half of 09 10. But um, well, Stockdale and Lario more accurately. Stockdale and Lario, yeah, well, true. Um, but um, Edward, yeah, very, very happy, very, very good. Um, massively good off track years. here, aren't we? we? We, yeah, we really are. Much of it is fun to have nostalgia over the, the worst era in the club's history. It's um, probably... <laughs> well, um, but before before we go off the nostalgia train, Carl Duga, that guy loved to score a big goal. Newcastle, he's good Emirates Stadium, Arsenal. yeah, 
Yeah, it's, I, there's a few more, I'm certain. He had, one cruelly, more, he had one cruelly wiped off the record in the 4-1 last... <laughs> the, yes, the, the indeed. We, well, that was to take the lead, wasn't it? I remember. He took the lead. One and another, they got absolutely behind. hammered. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, going down memory lane. God, that was... See, all those two seasons sort of blend into one in my head a bit, partly because it's now a decade back, more than a decade back. And partly, as you said, it's the start of a horrible run of, was it six seasons finishing in the bottom four? Oh, God. Five, I think. We were, I think it's five. We're, so we were fourth bottom and survived by one place in 09. Then we were second bottom in 2010. Why did we come bottom? No, Peterborough beat us, second but they were one. definitely, yeah. I remember losing to Peterborough on the last day. I just can't remember that first bottom. So then we were, what, second bottom for 2011, Third bottom 2012, third bottom 2013. Um, Fourth bottom 2012 and 2013. Close enough. enough. I thought one was third, one was fourth. No, I'm sure they were both fourth. I'm sure we came 21st. I I bet you, I think that we were third bottom. Nick, you want to argue with me? You sure on that? Let's let's have a look. Let's have a look. Hey, I'm. You may well be right. If I remember, I think Barnet actually beat us both seasons, if I'm honest. Or, or no, Barnet and Hatsay went down. Uh, we were fourth bottom both times, right? You Thank were. you. Let's see how let's see how close. <laughs> I don't know. I could have sworn Yeah. One of them was oh, we were tied. We were tied with Barnet in twenty twelve. We were higher on goal difference. And then by a point yeah. ahead of well, of course I remember seeing that Dagenham had drawn or lost on the last day. That's how I knew we'd stayed up in 2013 before Barnett's result even came in. We really have digressed here. Yeah, Joe yeah, Edwards, very, very good. As I mentioned briefly on the last podcast, he kind of proved me wrong. I didn't think he would step up well. Basically, Joe Edwards has kind of had the season I expected Byron Moore to have, and Byron Moore's kind of had the season I expected Joe Edwards to have um, in, in, in a funny kind of way. And Edwards has had a very good season. And yeah, two years, it's good to have a bit of stability. It's going to be a absolutely huge overhaul this summer, probably the biggest overhaul since the summer of 2016, when we basically more or less signed a whole new side. And um, yeah, it's good to have some familiarity amongst um, players who have that done well for us, which Edwards is. Hopefully he'll be joined by Grant and uh, <laughs> I would say hopefully Mayor, but only on the condition that his wages are much lower, as I mentioned. But yeah, certainly the first bit of good news. Obviously, uh, the other news is Tom Linson as well. Very much imagine he'll be a bit part player at best, but worth noting he has also agreed to stay for another year. Do you think, and it's hypothetical because I doubt he listens to this podcast, but I mean, just, mm-hmm. just in general, say there are other people saying the same thing about Danny Meher, that you know they wouldn't keep him or they wouldn't keep him on the same money, and yeah. say he saw some of those comments. Do you think that would change his, you know, that would impact his decision? Um, I don't think it should do because I, I think ultimately managers are going to know a lot more about the he should, he should ignore your opinion. Well, I think managers are going to know a lot more about the finances and the budget available than we do. And, you know, even if he doesn't agree with my opinion, I, I should back him to, to make his own call. I would like to hope that he's already realised that we, you know, can't afford to be paying him a huge sum even before he hears anybody's well, opinion. Well, hypothetically, because we don't know for certain Hypothetically, yeah. But but if that is the case, that, you know, what he's rumoured, to be honest, true, um, then I think, obviously, you know, that's the kind of thing you'd hope he would realise without having to hear anybody's opinion. But who knows? Maybe we have just genuinely got an absolutely huge budget, which means we can kind of carry a couple of luxury players. And if that's the case, then obviously Ryan Lowe's going to know more about that than I am. So, what you know, we'll wait and see until all of the signings have been made before we can judge for certain. 
Look, the guy. I mean, I, I'll go off this because Danny Mayer doesn't do many interviews and he doesn't have social media, so you don't really have the kind of same. I'm not saying you know what the player's thinking on social media, but you kind of can, you know, you know if they put out a tweet or whatever, you kind of get the gist of how they're feeling about the club and things. And like he, he did one interview before the whole game, I think it was, and he basically said he was asked. Uh, you know, how do you think your season's gone sort of thing? And he was like, well, the manager, you know, kind of likes me because he, he get, I get, um, you know, he knows, well, he thinks that I get, um, I get us up the pitch and um, I get us into space and things. But like per- basically along the line, the words were along the lines of, I would expect myself to do more and I've had an average season. That's what he, he said. When when was that of interest? Because I, I I I missed that. It was about a like, week or two before the end of the season, wasn't it, Finn? That, yeah, really so, reassures me to hear that. Genuinely, I, I know that might might have sounded uh, sarcastic, but it, it it does assure me to hear that because I think some players um can't. Well, I mean, it's football. We all know they're a fair chunk of them going to be up their own ass. Um, or maybe that's a harsh way of putting it, but essentially. You know their own biggest fans, you know, and the ones who push themselves and go the furthest are going to be the ones who can understand when they haven't, you know, reached their potential, and that's that's a good thing to hear. It's I think he was he, almost. He, he, it's a shame he won't apply the same lesson in terms of taking a bloody shot, but it's still good to hear. Well, he was. He I, was I do think he started to take shots more in the last kind of three months of the season, like around about the time that he scored against Lincoln. I do think he started to take more, but he just <laughs> he just hit them how straight many into the defender, didn't he? How That's many of them did. got blocked? All the time they get blocked. And it's just like, oh, another blocked shot. But yeah, yeah I, I, I actually think on, in that interview, it would be interesting to you know go back and look at it afterwards. But I'm pretty sure I remember him, I thinking actually you're being a bit, a bit too harsh on yourself here. Like, uh, but I think that's. Like, I think so. From the I, think, gist I, I think average. Danny. I think average is a fair summary. He wasn't bad. He was below expectation. That's for sure. Particularly after yeah. scoring on the opening day, I think we all got got our hopes up a bit that that might herald a change in more mm. goals from Mayor. I know you definitely said that, Sam. Yes, that, that would hopefully uh, lead to Mayor scoring a lot more goals. I think we all hope that, and it certainly did, did not happen. Well, <laughs> he doubled his goal tally from last season, so there is that. But yeah, he, uh, he doubled it from one to two. <laughs> but um, yeah, so not, <laughs> I mean, not, the next season for the season after that uh, eight. But it's a good. It's so good. if we keep it up, keep it up, he'll be on a thirty goal season within a few years. But anyway, if we if it, we it, it, it if we keep him here. Go on, Finn. If we keep him here till he's 40, we'll be at 20 goals a season. <laughs> it will be a lot more than that. It will be about I was say, <laughs> 256 be a bit more than that. goals yeah. a season at his current rate of double. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, 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 but anyway, <laughs> so it's good to see that Danny yeah. Mayer has now scored as many our goal goals as Kellen Watts. Uh, he scored as many as Zach Rudden, as many as Anthony O'Connor. Um, <laughs> the famous goal, goal scoring machine that is Zach Rudden. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. oh, Zach Rudden. We're being a bit mean. He did admit it himself. He really, yeah, he really needs. To, if he does stay next season, blimey, he really needs to. Really needs to start adding some more goals because some of the players that he scored 
the same amount of goals as that are a bit embarrassing to him in all fairness but yeah he, he kind of wish it reminded me of Zach Rudden to be honest just because like dear <laughs> me, Respect the guy he scored against Cheltenham. That note that probably took us up from a, a yard and a half, wasn't but it? That was the points yeah. of the game. That took, yeah, well, you got, got to give him credit. It was a good, good, good late run. Poacher's finish, but uh, yeah, he was rubbish. <laughs> he was rubbish. Apart from that, yeah, yeah, you're right in that his that goal gave us the points of the game. On the other hand, would have won the bloody league on points of the game if he put away one. If he put away one of the two against Swindon, for example, he would have won the league on points for game. Well, that's can true, I, I suppose. Can I just? Um... You talk about um, that in terms of finishing. Now, I don't want to get too off track with the defence because we all know that is the massive issue here, the defence in the midfield, defensive midfield, really. But chance creation, we've also missed a lot of chances this season. Um, you know, again, and I'm not suggesting buy another striker, but surely there's something we can do to make Finn, sure... It sounds to me like you're about to say buy another striker. No, but I just I I don't know what we can do. I I like I don't think that buying another striker is necessarily going to solve it. I I think that Hardy can do better. You can train Hardy to do better with his shots, take less touches, hit them more early, like Jeffcott does. Literally, watch Jeffcott try and take shots. Like, just give him videos of Jeffcott and go. Look, you don't have well, to strike the ball recently. really. <laughs> not recently, but you know, but the way he hits the ball, you know. You don't have to strike it particularly cleanly as long as you get them on target and you and you hit them early. Um, and the same with Niall Ennis. He's got he's he's got he's got a really nice composed finish in him, but at the same time he's it's really culpable in missing an absolute. And yeah, he somehow is what one of the. I think he's probably one miss of the season, didn't he? Yeah, there are a few yeah, bad words, oh, but that acting. Oh, yeah, there was another one as well, didn't he? I'm certain there was another. Uh, yes, bad against one. Sunderland, he missed against Sunderland, didn't he? Um, in the last couple of oh, games yeah, of the season, yeah. I don't think that one was as. I'm certain there's another awful one, but maybe I'm just. But I thought it was like he completely missed. Oh no, maybe that was Sunderland where he just completely missed kicked it for a tapping. But yeah, well, whichever one it was, like. At the same time, he's he he's got a really nice um, finish. I'm thinking of like like um, Oxford. I'm thinking of um, uh, Bristol Rovers. Um, like we've seen that he can finish, but at the same time, he's really and I understand they're League One level players. But we, you know, ha- had we scored, had we been clinical on our on our shot conversion, we'd have probably been a couple of places higher, probably. Oh, we've been more than a couple of places higher. We we threw away a lot of points early in the season with bad finishing. Yeah, we we we, we did, and I, I don't think it really even itself out. Uh, you know, really, there were the, there were the odd couple of games that we got more more than we should. It have, did even but... it itself out, Sam. For all the goals we didn't score, we threw a lot into our own net. <laughs> well, well, yes, but you know what I mean. That, that, that there were a lot of games where we. Where, where we said that we lost or drew and on chances we should have got more. There weren't many games where we won and obviously on chances we should have got beaten. I think Accrington away is, is the one I can think of. But, you know, that that's probably the only one I can think of. I can't think of any others um, really at all. Um, you know, pretty much all, apart from that game, all of the games we won, we won 
because we could be with a better team and deserve to win. There were not a lot of kind of, you know, Derek Adams kind of ones where we sat deep, stoked up a lot of pressure, you know, rode our luck a bit and relied on good goalkeeping and then hit, hit them on the counter. There weren't many wins like I mean, that. Even when, we sat, even when we sat deep, say, for example, against Sunderland and Portsmouth, they didn't necessarily create that much. Portsmouth had us no, under siege, didn't. but it was corners and... And it was an error, shots. and it was a big error by Watts that led to their first goal, and and, and their second was just, mm. I think, you know, a little bit of bad marking. But but yeah, they didn't they didn't have us under siege at all. I think Sunderland barely created a chance all game, apart from their goal. You know, they had, they had a lot of the ball, had a lot of the territory, but that maybe there was a one on one first half. But again, they didn't create a lot. Maybe you know. there was a one on one first half. Yes, there was a one on one first half. I, 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 kind of said, I kind of said maybe because I remember maybe there was a one on one. Maybe Jeff but, but, got missed you know, the tap in one 0 against Rochdale. They weren't. They weren't I, under siege at all. I, I was just going to say, actually, um, you know, we we weren't. You know, I like when we play football well. We play it really well. I like watching it. I prefer watching it to sometimes that we um, were um, under Adams. But on uh, on the other on the other hand, like I just want to. Well, maybe it'll come next season, but I'm not sure because we've got to have like a, a massive turnover. But anyhow, just just be a bit more like just just get we don't net we rarely seem to win uh, under low where we dug in and got results. Maybe a couple of times last season, I'm thinking Forest Green and Bolton in that same week, and then Newport kind of stand out. Um, but like. To be the best in this division, now I'm not expecting us to get automatic promotion next season, but that's where we're aiming, isn't it? To be the best in this division or any division in this, you, you got to. It's either Argyle have played well and got results this season, or they've played awfully and not got results. Got absolutely battered. Yeah, got absolutely battered. There's kind of no in between. So we, I, I would like us to find that in between a bit more. Uh, and he says he wants to bring in more experience, but. That, that's easier said than done and that, bringing in experience doesn't necessarily mean you're bringing in the right personnel does it like bringing it, the, the thing that I'm expecting is that we're going to go from one extreme to the other which is we're going to go from a bunch of young players who are athletic energetic but like um, you know in-game nous and uh, and communication leadership and make silly mistakes to a bunch of players that don't make routine silly mistakes that communicate well, but are uh, not actually that amazing because the only experienced promotion winners we can afford are either well past it or they were squad players, like well, bit bit parters for big teams. So, I, uh, or, yeah. so they're either going to be slow or or mm. not good. That I might be wrong, but let's face it. That that's my initial take on that. I hope he looks at Niall Canavan and goes. That's the kind of defender I need. If I can get a, a slightly better version of Niall no, Canavan... Finn, I'm just going to let you know, there might not be listening, but there is a big section on Twitter who probably heard that and thought, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I mean, there yeah. is that. For some people, Canavan is just Wooten. That 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 sums it. That sums up a large strain of opinion, doesn't it? Like because Canavan and Wooten both signed at the same time, and they were both part of the same seasons. Like a lot of people do, just just do suddenly see them as the same player, which which they're really not at all. Canavan in all three of the seasons he was at the club. My mate Dan did a little graph of um, not a graph. I'm thinking the wrong word. Um, Excel table. table. Excel table of um, points per game and goals conceded with Canavan in the team compared to not in. 
all of the three seasons he was with us. And in all, you know, of course, there's other factors. This can't be 100% scientific, but in all three of the seasons, our goals conceded the game was significantly higher with him not playing, and our points per game were significantly better when he was playing. So it says that we conceded less goals and we got more points when he was playing. So where also you know, working, I can go really further. We we kept more clean sheets every time. Yeah, it, it yeah. was the same for clean sheets, unsurprisingly, and- based on that. But yeah. And I mean, not that, but if you just, I mean, it's apparent to me, maybe, uh, maybe I look at football in a, uh, in a different way to we, where we all look at football in different ways, but like you put a Poku, Watson and Canavan up against each other and you go, a Poku's probably uh, a better one-on-one defender than Watson. Uh, Watson's got more experience and probably you, you trust him um, a, a bit more uh, to possibly um, communicate in bigger, um, you know, pressure game situations. Or, and then you just look at Canavan and I go, and this isn't a high bar, which is why I compared the three of them, but he is the best defender we've had since Sonny Bradley's left the club in that centre-back position, in my opinion. I would agree, I, I would agree with that for then sure. In between, then, then between that, we Some would be saying that's a, a very, good... very, very low bar. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, but you get my point. But like, he, whether my opinion on Canavan is he's solid, right? Should, should we move away from Canavan to more current issues, though? Jeff got rumours. Oh yeah, Jeff got yeah, load of Twitter twaddle. To Sam, do you care to summarise? Yeah, so there's a rumour going around Twitter that Jeff Cott requested to leave in January. Lowe said that he um, wasn't going to allow him to leave. And somebody basically put that rumour with the insinuation that that would explain Jeff Cott's big dip in form uh, in the second half of the season. And to me, that just seems like a classic case of somebody like guessing what they think might have happened and then just painting that as being a, a valid source of in the no information. I could be wrong. Maybe it's totally genuine. But like to me, that just seems like the kind of thing that like would neatly explain it, whereas the reality is often a lot more complicated. I, I, like I said, I could be way wrong, but those are the rumours, and I don't really think there's a lot to it, um, personally. I have heard from a, from a fairly well-connected source that we didn't receive any bids for Jeff Cott in the January window. Now, again, that might be the case that, you know, we didn't receive any bids because Lowe had made it already clear that, that, you know, any potential bids would be rejected. That's always a, a possibility. So I could be totally wrong, but I don't believe that turn of events is the truth at all. I think it's putting two and two together and making five. Uh, I was just going to say, like, ca- just a caveat to that. Um, and I know we're early in, in the um, in the in, in the window, but the only player we've been linked to uh, currently is a striker. Um, yeah, and and I'm thinking, well, Paul Mullin, great. Top scorer last season, great, right? But current issues, we talked about, I talked about Canavan, for example. The reason I talked about Canavan was the need for centre-backs. But yeah, anyway, that, yeah. But the reason you only get that link is because people kind of don't care about rumours about centre-backs and defenders. The vast majority of all rumours out there are about attackers. Very true. So, of course, and, and, and also, that, like, I'm, I'm happy if we're keeping a less leaky ship at, at Argyle because there's so many leaks over the years that there's been. And, you know, when it's market forces, when 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 other clubs hear that someone is in for a player, that makes them more likely to, you know, to up their bid a little bit to a level we can't afford or to 
could know, swoop in if they may have thought they had a bit more time to make the signing. So I'm happier that, that less stuff gets leaked out of Argyle these days. And ultimately, the more that's in the public domain, the better strategic advantage that is for competitor for competitor clubs. So I'm, do you I'm, think, I'm happy. Do you think we'll get... <laughs> get a repeat of I'm not going to say the name of the the person on trial but this is how old he is the club he supported when he was growing up the academy he came through which foot he is where he plays the last three clubs he played for anything like that again yeah his, his name date of birth last four digits on his card number mother's maiden name <laughs> but no I don't I, I... <laughs> I hope, hopefully we're not going to see a repeat of that from Ryan though. He, he said he wasn't going to name player. For, for, for context, if anyone not listening, he said he wasn't going to name player. Oh, no, no, away... Give some other context. If you don't know, you don't know. It was last year. It was pretty those, damn all those, all those clues that, 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 that led Argyle fans to work out who it was. But yeah, we, we Within about 30 have. minutes. It was, we, a, bol- we, we, it, yes, it was a solid 30 minutes between Ryan Lowe's article being published being like, I'm not going to name names because I'd want to deter bids to everybody working out who it was. Yeah, I mean, well, he, the player ended up on loan in the conference, so maybe you know there weren't too many bids to be deterred. No, he's in League Two. Was, oh yeah, he was on, not, loan, on loan from, from Harrogate to Notts County. He yeah. Harrogate, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, um, we're not going to name him just yeah, because there might that. be someone who's listening who doesn't know, and you've got a fun little game to go play, but it won't exactly. take you long. No, it won't. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, anyway, uh, we, but we but don't going kind of back to Jeff Cott. Going back to Jeff Cott. Um, if if true, which like I say, I I think I said the same thing as you before you had seen that we were talking about it that i just, well i'm not saying it's not true but fundamentally it seems easier for it to just been a um someone putting two 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 and two together and just wanting to attract a bit of attention but if, if true then i'd say it re- uh, reflects very negatively on jeff Cott a year on from because let's face it ryan lowe has largely made his career he obviously jeff Cott's gone on to, to score and he's obviously um yeah, you can't just be like, oh, if it weren't for Ryan Lowe, you wouldn't be around. But at the end of the day, if he was playing in a Derek Adams team and we we're playing hoofball, his career has gone very different. If we got a different manager who didn't create endless chances mm-hmm. for him, put him in a good goal swimming position, it'd be different. If we had a manager who wasn't willing to start a young striker who's just been recalled from the National League, it's below the National League South he was playing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Southern Premier, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, Southern Premier. So yeah, it's, it's like, if it, I mean, that was none of us. I remember when we recalled Jeff Cott, I thought, well, fine. If he's good, I'm, actually, I remember saying, what's the point if he's just going to sit on the bench? He pulled him straight in, he started him, he scored two goals, he gave him his chance, he's made him a better player. Like, if it were true that Jeff Cott was annoyed at what having to go an extra six months without leaving the club, and more importantly, leaving the club at a time when, yeah, we could have easily gone spiraled and been relegated if we'd picked up a few a handful of fewer points in the season we'd have been in big trouble um so yeah i just think it does it wouldn't have reflected well on him at all if he threw his toys and, out and also not only that it wouldn't have been good if, if it is true which again i don't think the minute it is it wouldn't be good pragmatically no, yeah. because the best way of getting a big move in the summer would be to continue putting the, the strong level of effort in and continuing to score the goal. So, no, exactly. I, I don't think it's that at all. I think I think it's far more likely as the boring, simple explanation that players are never quite as good as the biggest hype merchants think they are when they're in good form, but equally they're never as bad as the biggest doomsayers think they are when they're in bad form. Players have ever since flows of form. He had a very good first half of the season. He had a pretty poor second half of the season. And you'd hope next season he will either... One or two things will happen. He'll either A, level out somewhere in between, or B, he will just be one of those streaky players that has long good runs, then long bad runs. And I think either of those outcomes are very possible. It could be, obviously, the, the other two potential outcomes are, are one extreme or the other. He could genuinely be as good as he was 
um, you know, for that spell or season, or he could, you know, God forbid, be as bad as he was after January or season. If that's the case, he could. We could be looking at releasing him, never mind selling him. But I don't think either of those two things will happen. I think far more likely it will be in between. I think he'll either level out at a consistent level, or he will be a streaky player. And I'm not quite sure which, but I think it'll be one of those two. And well, I'm just glad we got him. Almost certainly going to have him for another season. I don't think these rumours have got any truth. And if we have him for another season, at least it's another season of having a local academy talent come through and hopefully do well. Um, moving then on from Jeff Cott is what we we're going to spend a bit of time talking about, which was the soul sapping nature of I follow. Yeah, and I'm sure you can hear my soul being sapped from my voice as I think about it. And to be fair, um, I follow. You, we we shouldn't take I follow for granted. If this season, if COVID had happened ten years ago, what would what would we have done? We would probably would everything would have been behind closed doors. Yeah, like, listen to the there, radio. there wasn't there wasn't the infrastructure in place. Was yeah, there? Well, for... well, it, well, back, back, well, back in those days, it was Argyle. Was it Argyle Player? As it was player. called, or was it Argyle, Argyle World? Player. It might even have been Argyle World ten years ago. I think Argyle, Argyle ten years player ago was would... Player. Okay. Certain it was okay. You, you're probably right, actually, but it would have been Argyle player that certainly didn't have live streams. So yeah, if COVID had happened ten years ago, it was forming a highlights package. Yeah, four minutes. I mean, I, I dare say they probably would have extended the highlights package a bit, but like we certainly yeah. wouldn't have had live streams. I don't think, um, and it would probably would have to be a case of making do with the the radio commentary, as it were, and then just having a having a highlight stream. Um, at the end of the game, and, and obviously, you know, we moan about I follow, but in that respect, thank goodness for I follow because if if COVID had happened a bit longer ago, we we wouldn't have any had any way to really see the games or make not, not so long ago a... though, not so long ago. I mean, this infrastructure wasn't in place yeah. five years ago, let alone ten. No, you're true. We, true, we, true. we really aren't talking about a big gap here. If you've been supporting the club for say sixty years, like that 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 five years between when we wouldn't have been able to do this and watch every game live, albeit having to pay for it, but still having the option. Mm. You know, that, that, like I say, I th- so we should be very grateful that we had iFollow. And it's not iFollow's fault that it's not the same as being in the stadium. But at no. the same time, just, uh, an entire remote season, I felt totally, by the end, I felt totally disconnected. And of course, I was in large part to do with the utterly awful way we finished the season. Um, it, made it was a it, mixture but, of all of it, wasn't it? It was a mixture of that. And there was the, also the, the schedule. It was the the fact that we played so many Saturday, 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 Tuesday to mm-hmm. make up for you know the, the lag. That you miss one game, and then it almost felt like a chore to keep up. Or if you broke the habit, it just made it easier to not watch the next one. Yeah, com- com- completely agree with that. Were, were any of the? Th- I don't think we were. Were any of the three of us in the lucky two thousand that got to see those three games in December or not? I don't think we were. Uh, no. Fraser no, and Luke, no. wasn't it? I think Fraser the only person... Yeah, Fraser. Yeah. Yeah, Fraser and Luke were the only two people that, uh, for, you know, from the Argo Life group that managed to get in. Hey, on, didn't um, Colin go? Oh, I distinctly oh, yeah, remember yeah, Colin moaning. Yeah, no, you're right, Colin did. But but, it, it uh, no, no, yeah, Colin, because he, yeah, Colin, cause he, he said about having to... Um, um, Basically said he wish he couldn't, way. he wish he didn't have to. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, uh, to be honest, that. to be honest, um, there was only two. What was it? Two games? Three games? Three, three games, games? Two games. games? Yeah, three games. Three games. Right. So was it three. What but, was it three years? Ipswich. Ipswich. Milton Keynes and Oxford. Uh, I didn't realize you saw them in for Oxford and yeah, Rochdale. Actually, uh, uh, Rochdale. No, no. Sorry, no, no, Rochdale was okay. Like, in Rochdale was. 
Wood. Watch Tales was before. It was Watch the last was the one day before. Be- the day- yeah, that was the day before. Yeah, 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 it was. Uh, yeah, okay. So, got you. So, watch, um, so Milton Kington's Oxford and um, Ipswich, right? So, yeah. so but, but I remember saying, like, right, great. Everybody got to go back to football. Amazing. But, like, we were still in... I mean, we are we are still in a pandemic now, but we we were a lot um, um, further back down the line, and and I, I and although it 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 was a very short lived thing, but I remember thinking this is going to be a very short lived thing, and I think actually, although it was only three games, by the end of it, people got fed up of having to queue. I I, I talked to my neighbour who's an Argyle fan, and he just said, you know, it's just not the same, basically. Um, so I think a lot of the consensus was, yeah, great, we got to go back, but it's not how it should be, you know? I remember also Fraser saying that it was cold because with that big gap between everyone and it being winter, yeah, it was absolutely freezing and it rained yeah. on the games, as I remember. And you had to I, I would in. like to put my hand up and pat myself on the back for being, I think, the only one um, in Argyle life who correctly predicted that fans wouldn't be in throughout the entire season and that the 2000 thing would be over very, very quickly. Yeah, you, you yeah. did on both those things. Like like I mentioned in the podcast last week, I kind of, you know, fell into the hype of believing that because cases were going down, they'd continue to and we wouldn't have a second wave. Obviously, that was completely not the case. We did have a, a bad and virulent second wave, worse than the first one, in fact. And obviously, that you know, it was such a weird time, by the way, to, to have that 2K because that was when we were right in the heart of the, the second wave, really. If you were going to do it, you'd have thought maybe do it from kind of september or october but obviously by, yeah, by, by that point, yeah. it was, it was <laughs> after the second wave there was there was a big big drop initially and then it picked right yeah. back up again very quickly i mean it yeah, was like I mean, uh yeah ish but it, it, it was, well, it it was between you the depending you find it as a third wave or not or whether you'd say it's like it, a, it was a third wave because yeah. it was the kent variant that was what started it the whole reason the third wave was almost entirely well, not entirely, but it was very significantly driven uh, by a what? new highly infectious variant of COVID, the Kent variant, which meant that everything sped up. Must to say that also vaccines weren't really on the horizon then. So, you know, it was all... They just, they'd actually just been approved um, by the... Before the Oxford... I think it was by the MK Dons game. They were just about to be approved. Right. But they weren't, they weren't in production. They were nowhere near being... Um, uh, actually delivered. Sure. I can actually give you this fact exactly. The first ever vaccine went into someone's arm on December the seventh, but that was Pfizer. AstraZeneca didn't get approved until much later in the year, and it was obviously very low numbers at that time as well. But yeah, yes, so you certainly weren't so, having anything. So, like was it really that, that early? I honestly thought yeah. the first one went in January, albeit it was still nope. low numbers for the first month and a half. So oh, the very, overall very point low, being yeah. is free games. Uh, you know, people had to turn up. 45 minutes early in the freezing cold or the rain and wait and and then you'd have to uh you know be basically by the sounds of it wait in a massive queue and ushered into the into the into the toilets you know one by one and then like so it's like you know it's just it's an experience somewhere close to football but nothing like I was, gonna say, was that a description of the football I got with playing ushered into the toilet Oh well, maybe that, that would be an accurate description because we were going for a bad run then, and MK Dons broke it, if I remember. So, uh, yeah. yeah, basically, um, hopefully, this time, um, going back to the overall subject of why I follow, uh, Argyle have now, um, you know, 
partnered with a company who have um, allowed them to develop their own streaming um, service for next year. But fingers crossed, I hope that there won't be much use for many of us to need to use it. No, quite. No, absolutely. We don't want to have another season like like we had. I mean, you know, the, actually the actual nature of iFollow, I think it was mostly fine. The actual streaming, you know, the, the stream quality was good. I think the <laughs> the commentary was <laughs> variable, I will say. It depended who it was. Some definitely better than others. The the, the camera angles, I have to say, really kind of bugged me. That like, like we, we randomly would have a, like a zoom in on a player <laughs> just as they're about to take a shot from 25 yards and they're never-ending replays but then and then we'd come back and find the ball and hit the post or something like that but um you know the, the camera work example we were thinking right. of was we were watching a replay of something and we came back to find the Ipswich were clean through <laughs> when, when when we were we're pretty certain this was it when a, a a poker had given it away or failed to make a simple interception or something like that is when names and came charging back and made like a fantastic glass man block that's right but just i, I follow out of nowhere cuts to Ipswich clean through it's like oh fantastic yeah, yeah. that's right it was done um, why yeah. why do I need to see four different angles of a why do we need to see a shot that's gone into the den point worse worse there were examples where we saw like multiple replays of like a soft free kick being given while the ball's in play or a corner yeah. being given you know like well, I don't need a single yeah. replay of that I pay to watch the game not endless and, replays and we, we're all well uh, you know we're all using our our you know it's a it's a it's a it's a cliche but our hard-earned money 10 quid on this yeah we're, we're we're getting to watch our team but it's just not you know it's it's like what what I, i've missed i've missed that half of of like a move when i've been watching the same replay like 57 times exaggeration but you get the point yeah, it was, it's it's really not it's really not great on that from that point of view. But the um, it was reliable. I think the the biggest fear everyone had is that something would go wrong. Something would um, you know? Oh, you the remember Forest Green? Out. Yeah, the Forest Green Parkway. 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 Yeah. Parkway. Whereby <laughs> they lost the stream about oh, twenty minutes of the game and never got it back again. <laughs> no, but then don't forget the first ten minutes. Well, I think it started late, didn't it? They couldn't get it up on time. It was there for five minutes or some ten minutes, something like that. The first five minutes of that, it sounded like someone was talking from the bottom of the ocean or something like that. And then they left. They left the microphone, microphone on uh, over half time. You could hear uh, some club uh, staff chatting away or something like that, as I remember. Yeah, that's, um, that that happened at the end of the Accrington game as well. The, the game where we won one nil up at their place in February, <laughs> and it cut the full time and, and they left left the camera running, and you could just hear John Coleman giving the players an absolute rollicking from well, the Accrington dressing room. Must have been near to where the camera was positioned. You, you, you could hear it on the table. You could you could really hear it yeah. with his voice as well. He's got that very distinctive sort of scouse scouse accent, and you could hear him ranting and raving away about how we how they didn't see stars, how they've not taken their chance, and it was great. Really doesn't measure up though to, to John Sheridan shouting at Brett Pittman. If there's one <laughs> amazing thing that iFollow gave us, it's being able to clearly hear some some of the interactions between players and managers. Oh, what was he shouting at Pittman again? Brett, Brett Pittman. Brett. I think that was it. It was just it was just he was shouting his name repeatedly. But there were a couple of the other ones. The other one is hit. 
The other one is hit the target. Yeah, that one. Yeah, hit the target. Where are you going? <laughs> the other Sorry, one. I'm not just getting this up. The goes, other one was. The other one was um, like saying, like you were telling what uh, I can't, don't even know the name of their player, but he basically told um, one of their players to run harder, Swindon's players to run harder, and he's like, "What do you want me to do?" Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it was. I know. I know what you mean. It actually wasn't quite that. It, it, he was. He was having to go at the player for running too fast, and he said, oh, right, oh, okay. "Slow down! You're going at 200 mile an hour. Slow down!" And then the player what got on earth is that? What on earth is running. That? What do you expect me to do? <laughs> and then to which yeah. he was just like, "Oh, you know, you dopey dickhead." <laughs> <laughs> you can't say I have to censor that now, you crap. Um, I was going to say, so the other one was, so they've got, so he goes, Brett, Brett, Brett Pittman. I just love he shouts Brett Pittman as though, like, <laughs> how many Bretts were on the pitch? Brett Pittman, Brett Pittman, where are you going? Just stunned. Effing. See what you're going to do? Effing unbelievable. Just, oh, dear. It's great. And, um, the, 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 oh, let's not forget the Ryan Lowe one after um, a poke is sending off a bit of <laughs> Hans! That was your fault! <laughs> Stop swearing! It takes me like two minutes. I effing. Oh, thank God. It takes me like two minutes to censor him. I said effing. I still love that, though. That... <laughs> He's absolutely right, though. I'll try to add. Absolutely smart. Right, it was yeah. all camera's fault. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um... But yeah, the other thing was, did you say already, Sam, camera angles? Yeah, camera angles were a bit weird, weren't they? The, 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 the kind it was, of... uh, basically, I had this fancy new camera, you know, studio, um, or recording studio, I suppose. Not recording studio, but editing studio, or suite, whatever. Um, but then also to go without all these new fancy camera angles. And there was just a four or five game period where it's like, we're going to show the worst camera angle possible. It's the one that you'd never use if you're playing FIFA, for example. But we're going to use it because it looks cool and no one else has it. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> very much how it felt I think I think our goal um, at the start of last season they they um, they announced that they were they had this new or maybe it was a universal iFollow thing but like this new four angle camera setup and they I think because they ended up being automated and there was no one really you know controlling them you just get the fourth angle of 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 the shot showing nothing or whatever it was you know so it just became a bit it was just i'd rather have i think like maybe rochdale only had one camera and one person that was genuinely most places did we were one of the rare ones yeah pompey had multiple angles we had multiple angles there were some like charlton for example um they have multiple angles i'm not sure we saw it in iFollow because i think iFollow records separately to valley pass which run theirs yeah, Not sure, but they have multiple angles. But can I? Can yeah, and and on on that topic, actually, the couple of games where we had that mini FA Cup run on FA Player was such a breath of fresh air at the time. Um, yeah, and it was free. It was free as well. <laughs> well, one of them was on FA Player. One of them was on BBC iPlayer. But yeah, it was. And I think that's it. Certainly, commentary certainly on FA Player was. With all due respect to the um, the radio Devon commentary, of which um, of which yeah. none is afforded. <laughs> but what I will say for the commentary, and I do think the the iPlayer commentary 
it's like, and I do think it got better after Robert Nichols started doing it more so than than, than when we were using the Radio Devon guys. Um, in, in in all fairness, I think um Drew Savage, who does the away games, is it w- was good, but I think. The guy who did the home game, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, and I do apologise if you're listening, but I wasn't a big fan of the, the Radio Devon guy who did the home games at all. I thought he was quite quite dull, and he would kind of ramble off on tangents quite a lot, which arguably I'm doing, which is ironic. But, but yeah, I wasn't a big I fan mean, of I mean, I'll be honest, Sam, I'm not sure you're ever going to be invited on for Cocoms. Well, no, quite. But I, I do think it stepped up a bit when, when um, Rob McNichols started doing it, and, and that's, that's to their credit. And I guess if the... Um, Oh, you know what? I don't think anyone has ever matched up to Gordon Sparks and probably ever will. Just pay what's needed to get him out of retirement, please. <laughs> Just pay what's needed to get him out of retirement. I never actually loved his Sparks' commentary. I, I mean, it wasn't bad. Just that, I never thought you, it was you that. are now excommunicated for me, Argyle fan base, Nick. I don't comment. know. Just. I, ne- <laughs> I never. I'm not saying it was like I said, it wasn't bad. It, just, it, it never was that like amazing for me. Oh, I know. I'll tell you what, it's, it's definitely the best I've ever had for listening to Argyle, because, but that's more because of how crap everything else has been since. Um, well, yeah, he, he did have the he did have the the luxury of being the the, the main commentator in a a very good era, didn't he? That was the that was the thing, and, and a very of, bad one, is, uh, a very bad one as well. Because I think I thought he, you were going to say commentator, <laughs> no, <laughs> Finn no. joining the dark side. Um, no, um, I, I really enjoyed Gordon Sparks, and uh, you know. I, to be honest with you, you know, it's a very difficult job to be a commentator, I think, to, you know, to continually keep up with the play and things. But um, I, I really enjoyed Gordon Sparks' commentary. One that stands out for me is when, uh, obviously, I was in the ground that day and we all know what happened uh, when Peter Hartley scored in the last minute. But I just remember coming back into the car, turning on the radio. Cause, you oh, know, yeah, I did like that. Uh, the pre-match, rep- um, you know, the post-match report. And, like, because of the noise in the ground... Um, <laughs> I won't. I won't do um, a demonstration of it because it will just mess up the podcast. But basically, Gordon Sparks's voice became a muffled shouting, like bra bra bra, sort of noise, and then like just this this sea of just noise, like in the background, like you couldn't hear him. Oh, it was great. Well, I wouldn't give for that day again. Yeah, that um, was some some heck of a day. But I follow. Just give hopefully. me that ten minutes back. You know that ten minutes is what I'd take it. I blacked out on on when uh, Peter Hartley scored for about. Did someone accidentally smash you in the face? It wouldn't surprise me. There were oh, arms all over the place. Oh, I, I no, because I was sat in the bottom of the uh, the Linhurst. So, but I I just I couldn't believe it. And I kind of I I, I probably just don't remember it. Uh, I, the first thing I remember is seeing Carl Mickey's face, and he's just doing like like circuits around the pitch, and he's just like swearing. You can't <laughs> believe it. Is yeah. The face that I love the most is Mark McNulty's. You can really see the hope drain in his eyes. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the, the the other one that was fantastic. I think it was Ender Stevens. He because he's the one who Hartley's head had rebounded off. That was just a. I mean, fantastic player going to play Premier League. Not surprised at all. That was sumptuous. Uh, Ryan Allsop as well. Thanks for that flat, mate. <laughs> Oh, he's got his hands on his head. I can picture him. I think he's rolling on his back in the net with his hands on his head. I want to raise Paul Cook's face when it cuts to Paul Cook on the touchline. <laughs> That's a cracker as well. I just want to also quickly, it, it, we're talking about commentary. Big props. I love, I, I actually really, really love the commentary that, um, I can't remember the radio the, station does it, yeah, uh, but for Pompey. Like uh, if you wa- if you watch Pompey's highlights, they always 
um, on YouTube. They always put that commentary over it. I love the guy who does it. and Pompey Fan it, TV, it, basically. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't think it's Pompey Fan TV. I think it's their version of Radio Devon, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure it probably is, but I just mean they're such like, um, Pompey fans, aren't they? They get so carried away, yeah. Yeah, something like that. But honestly, like the, the line he used when Hartley scored, Polaxed at the death. Love that. Playoff dreams Polaxed die in Devon death. or something like that. Honestly, like I prefer him. I actually prefer his commentary, partly because, again, I can hear the, the desperation in his voice. But well, I, I just iconic, do uh, Gary like Whitaker, Sky TV commentary. Many have only seen it on TV before, and they'll be painting Wembley green and white at the end of May. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a classic Sky Sports view of us Plymouthians, isn't it? It, it is kind of mad lips, isn't it? It's mad lips. It's just filling fill in the details. <laughs> Many have only seen it on TV before. I, I, I love how they. I love how they like Sky. Like they pretend to care about Argyle, and then uh, or when the, when we're on TV, and it's just like. Because they know that that about only about thirty thousand other people in the country are probably watching this game who aren't um, Argyle or Portsmouth fans. Yeah, yeah. I, mean... I remember as well that playoff campaign. We were the side story. The three stories were Pompey climbing back up the table, Accrington Stanley defying the odds, and AFC Wimbledon with their history. Literally, we barely got a mention. We, we, we were definitely we the, the ones that they weren't particularly yeah. interested in oh, the story. Uh, yeah, AFC Wimbledon as well, obviously, because they're a fan-owned club, which, you know... And, and mostly the general story there. of Wimbledon as well, the, the general story of Wimbledon rising through the ashes. Climbing back to that, the league. Yeah. It was not the league they were in when they uh, were basically dissolved. Yeah. Which had, yeah, for, effectively. But I know, note, it started a while before that, but yeah. So I know, you know, Wimbledon is a great story, but when you're an Argyle fan, like... It, yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was it was it was it was quite you know any other team they'd beaten, I'd have been glad to see Wimbledon have that success story, but not not when it's your own team. But um, yeah, I follow. That was a that, that, that was the podcast meant to be about I follow, but <laughs> kind of ended up becoming a bit of a general oh. ramble and chat about everything, which was always nice. And we can only hope two things: one that the Argyle streaming site's a lot better, and two that we never have to use it. Yeah, well, well no, because I'll still have to for like Tuesday yes. games. No, so. Hopefully, that most of us. Um, yeah, but, I mean, most. And of, I still I mean, like say I still appreciate it. Just, just dribs and drabs. I don't, I don't want it to be every three days paying ten pounds. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait for the first game back. Right. You know, I, I, am going to say, I'm going to say right now. I don't care where it is. I'm going to make every effort I can to go, and inevitably I won't. Um, right. <laughs> it's gonna if we, if we end up, I, I do really want to try and tick off some stadiums I've not been to. Like, I didn't go to Sunderland last time. I'm, well, I'm presuming they're not going up. be sad if they do. But if they don't go up, then I'm going to try my best to get to the stadium of like, hopefully it's not on a Tuesday because that's just going to be awkward as hell. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was excited for... Um, my they, um, Soltesh United announced that they're doing some... They're kind of doing a friendly at the same time within Argyle 11. Uh <laughs> with Tavistock um in, in July and, and I bought those tickets straight away um and, and they came through the post today and I, I just like I wouldn't usually be so excited but any any sort of rem- remnants of Argyle Argyle on a football pitch and just going to watch it will I will... kind of hope I kind of hope that people because it's the first game back that we've seen, people take it like insanely seriously and like celebrate like it's a oh, genuine like oh. league one game. I will. You know, the, the, the standard goal. like goal goal kick, you know, someone takes goal kick and say, Oh, you're shit. 
<laughs> that kind of stuff. Love it. I think. Yeah, the, um, I, I, I think mean, really I, quite I, I can't wait. And I think the foot. I, I think people will be drunk and won't actually give yeah. it any kind of thought like that. To be honest, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Depends if Anyhow. it's a Tuesday evening game or a Saturday game. I suppose how much how much liquor has had time to sink in by that time. Should, should we actually go for a quick prediction of what the opening day will be? I'm going to go, go then, away. I'll, I'll go for a wait in uh, Newport if they're promoted. Otherwise, I'll say it's going to be... Um, I, I'm certain it's going to be away because we always seem to get a flaming... I mean, this season being one of the few examples, I'm we always seem to, to be away. <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm going to say, just because this has got a real first game of the season vibe about it, away to Fleetwood. No, it won't be Fleetwood. It's always, it's always one that's relatively close. The the August games, they always try to go for the closer uh, teams. You know, I'd never noticed I, that. But um, but we, we did crew, have Blackpool. Obviously, it wasn't it wasn't great this season. But then I, that might have been because they didn't factor them because of fans. Away to Crew as well was it's an exception. Yeah, like I say, in general, they do try to keep them closer. It's just the problem uh, for us is none of them are ever done. None of them are close at all. No offence to Shrewsbury Town, but I think we're going to go something boring like away to Shrewsbury. I'm not going to lie, Shrewsbury was the other one I was thinking of, but I'd, could you imagine a way to Cheltenham or uh, a way to Wickham opening day? Give me a home game against anybody or a, or a mega away game at that, you know, Sheffield Wednesday or Sunderland or somebody like that. Make it make it an absolute spectacle. It will be a spectacle when it's itself. away to Rotherham. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, away to Accrington first day. Yeah, but that's the just, worst as well because there's only so many fans can get in. Yeah, I mean, would, that wouldn't be great. Wherever, wherever it is, hopefully, it'll it it will be one to remember. Just because we haven't that we haven't done it for such a long time, could be a way to Gillingham in that death trap of the of of an away end, isn't it? usually looking like it's going to fall down every second of the day. I'm not going to lie. When we were there, we lost 3-1 at the end of the 19 season. Ladap opened the scoring. Um, There's another hammer in the, uh, another nail in the coffin. When Ladapo scored, I genuinely didn't feel that safe as that thing started to wobble a bit. Yeah. It, it is so much of an afterthought in that stadium. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Wimbledon away for their new ground would be nice. Which one away, sorry? Wimbledon away for their new ground. Yeah, true. I think I'm going to go for Wickham away. I think it's written in the stars. We have to face Wickham away. Yeah, and I'm I'm going Shrewsbury and Sam's going... Fleetwood. I'm going to stick with my guns on Fleetwood. Just a vibe, I get. Yeah. All right. So we've managed to end with the prediction. Then next week is going to be our our aim for the end of season quiz. Um, And we'll see you then, hopefully. Thanks you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, 
we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.